Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Okay, Lab Code agents, we are back for another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And I'm excited today to bring a non-industry leader, an entrepreneur, a speaker, a trainer, a business builder, a leadership expert to the podcast. And we are going to, we were just talking off camera, off recording about how it's relatable, how it's relatable to real estate. So before you stop and think, oh, well, this isn't a real estate person. Why should I listen? There's a lot of reason why you should listen because we're talking to a gentleman uh, who has who was trained and mentored by world-renowned leader John Maxwell. And uh, this gentleman has grown open businesses in the physical therapy clinic uh, arena, has sold multiple businesses. Uh, within five years of starting his businesses, they were billing over $2 million a year from one location and then went on to open other locations. And he's going to share a lot of these stories today, how they relate, how you can, you can shift your mindset to become an influencer, how you can become world famous. I'm excited to talk deeper about that. Um, and just building the cultures of leadership and how to grow your business. Because remember, folks, uh, as a realtor, you got into this business because either one, one of two reasons. One, you want to grow a business uh, you want to grow a business to where you can you can be independent and where you can live the life that you want to live. Or maybe you got into real estate just because you want to be an entrepreneur, because you want to control your schedule. Well, listen, you need to listen to, to Corey Lee today because he is going to tell you about his journey, what he's done, and how you can apply it to your business. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Corey Lee. Jeff, man, thanks for having me. I'm excited about digging in with you guys and uh, just excited to be here and excited to share some, hopefully some wisdom, maybe uh, some experience. Some of that experience wasn't fun to gain. <laughs> so maybe maybe some of this experience will will help your your listeners there and just excited to dig in, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, you know, selfishly, I say this all the time as the host of the podcast, I'm the lucky guy. You know, I get to interview. I get to ask the questions. I get to meet these people, uh, all of our, all of our guests, you know, digitally for the most part. And so, uh, you know, if the, if the worst thing that comes to this is I gain a bunch, well, you know what, then it wasn't a loss, right? This is going to be fun though. So Corey, first of all, you have a pretty thick accent there. Tell our listeners about where you're from, where you come from. Let's not get into baseball talk because you root for a bad team. And then uh, kind of how, you know, your upbringing in business and, and, and what you've done over the years. Yeah, well, so <laughs> I am from Mississippi originally. That's where we live at now. Uh, I've kind of, we've lived 
in several different locations and uh, including Phoenix, Arizona. And you know, you try to cover this up. <laughs> I try to cover it up, Jeff, and it, it just, it doesn't work. He was like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, so, you know, I just go with it. And I, I find it, it it's actually allows people to be approachable to me. So um, I am from Mississippi. And uh, like you're saying, my background is as an entrepreneur my wife and I, in a five-year period of time, we, we had three kids, but we also built and sold um, four gyms and two physical therapy clinics. And that's kind of a background. And we transitioned out. I do now uh, speaking and coaching and training and um, invest in real estate. We're also working on a uh, real estate development here in the North Mississippi area. Um, and and that's, that's kind of where I am now. But, you know, to, I think to fully understand where somebody is now... It, kind of understand their journey, you know, and um, part of my, my journey was I had a hard time with lack of confidence. And, you know, if you're, if you're growing a business at some level, you have to have some confidence, right? And, and that includes growing a real estate uh, business as well. But I grew up, uh, I was raised by my mom and my grandmother, my dad, he left when I was about three and uh, he took a note and he, he wrote on this note and he taped it to the door of our single wide trailer that he was moving to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> I know that the team I root for, like you're saying, the Cubs, but and he said that my mom now got the opportunity to raise a three-year-old and a one-year-old on her own, but she wasn't on her own. She had my grandmother and uh, you know, I, I can still Jeff, I can still hear my grandmother to this day. She would say, these, these, two, these two grandbaby boys of mine, they ain't growing up to be no sissies. <laughs> you know, they ain't growing up to be no sissies. And she'd say, boys, get out here. And we'd get up and we'd walk through her house. And she would have her car jacked up with the driver's side tire laid over and say, pick it up and put it back on. And I'm like five trying to, trying to lift this tire. And I can't even, I can't even pick it up, right? We'd be in her bathroom with a plunger hovered over the toilet, trying to unclog this unclogged toilet. There's nothing wrong with the toilet. And, um, you know, she, she was living out that old John Wooden quote, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Right. And she, she wanted us to be ready for when that tire was flat. She wanted us to be ready for when that toilet was clogged up. But, you know, our environment, it, 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 there's a quote out there that says we are all tattooed in the crib with uh, the culture of our tribe. And, in my environment, I was raised and programmed to believe certain things. You know, I was, I was programmed to believe things about you and your listeners. And I was programmed to believe things about me and my potential and what I could and could not do. Right. And we had some sayings and some of those sayings kind of held me back. Like, um, you know, you don't take risk. It's better to be safe than it is to be sorry. But really, Jeff, the one that affected me the most that I think, uh, as I share this, I think it's, I hope it's going to help your listeners because it, it, it really helped me back in business was stay humble. And, uh, that's a great saying. That's a great saying. But, but the problem is, is when you have the wrong definition of what humility is and see, I, I thought humility was thinking other, other people were better than me and thinking less of myself. And because of that, I lacked a lot of self-confidence and uh, it wasn't really until I heard Adrian Rogers talk about humility. And uh, he said, humility is a form of rebellion, right? Humility is a form of rebellion. He says, you know, most of us, we, ha we have these gifts and these talents. And a lot of us, when we start to let those gifts and talents shine, that we call that arrogance. But he said, that's not arrogance. That's awareness. 
And the moment you step in and you don't bring that forward, the moment you step in, step in, you decide to hold back and settle for something less because you're having a sense of humility, then that's rebellion against the gifts that God has freely given you. And, um, you know, hearing that, I, I've changed my definition of humility, and I've recognized the gifts and talents that I have, and I share that with you and your listeners because every single one of us on this call have our own unique gifts and talents, and, and this world needs your ideas. They need your talents. There are customers out there that you're the only voice that they're going to listen to, and when we don't step into that, we not only rob ourselves, we rob the world of something great. So, that 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 kind of uh, has that mindset shift has really helped me in growing my business. So uh, that's a that's a little bit about my journey there. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So you know, and I want to go back to uh, something that you said, but I first want to ask you a couple of questions. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was that whole preparation thing, like like changing the tire, like unclogging a a non-clogged toilet, right? But I think there's some relevance there. And I just want to mention this and then we'll go, we'll go back to it later because, you know, as, as a real estate agent, like I mentioned in the beginning, a lot of people get into this business for the wrong reasons. And those are one or two of the reasons. Usually the reason is, oh, I can control my own schedule. And therefore they get the result of that mindset, which is I, they, they, they have no discipline or they don't know where to go or they have no preparation or, or they, they go through this roller coaster ride in the real estate world of, you know, seasonality, right? Because um, right now everybody's busy and I'm hearing it all the time. And the biggest mistake most real estate professionals make is, well, I'm super busy. So I vacate all the things I did to get me to the point of busyness or, you know, they're not thinking ahead that, okay, this busyness is going to slow down after kids go back to school or kids are being homeschooled again, right? And, you know, all of a sudden seasonality comes of, of the fall and the winter and they're not preparing. So I want to go back to that. But while we're on kind of your history, I want to, I want you to go a little bit deeper on, you know, what you've done. So that was kind of, you know, your, yours was more of a uh, deep background of what you've done. But what about, you know, t- talk about, you know, your experience with John Maxwell, first of all, I think that's, that's interesting. Uh, also, tell us a little bit more about this whole, the physical therapy clinics, the gyms, all that kind of stuff. I'm interested to, to, to learn a little bit more about uh, that and how you, how you got to that point. Yeah, so uh, I am a physical therapist assistant. My wife's a PT. And, um, you know, I I had graduated, she was still in college. And it was kind of a, we'd be driving around town and we would say, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own physical therapy clinic? I mean, wouldn't that be cool? And, oh, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if this physical therapy clinic also had a gym with it to where, where people, we're not only doing physical therapy, but we're really doing like cultural transformation where, where people are staying healthy. And, um, man, uh, we, you know, we just kind of opened up and we went to a town of 1100 people, 1,100, right? 1,100. And, um, we opened up this physical therapy clinic. We had zero business experience, zero business knowledge, but we had a vision. And I, I think that's important too, for your listeners is, having a vision and a direction of where you're wanting to go and a why, because there are going to be difficult moments. There's going to be tough times. There are going to be days you just don't feel like it. You're going to be dealing with different uh, difficult customers. And if you don't know why you're doing it, and if that why is not strong enough, then uh, you're probably going to give in and, and kind of go back to doing whatever, or your business isn't going to flourish. But 
we really wanted to try to create a culture of change within our community. And uh, in about three years period of time, we built that small little PT clinic up. And uh, like I said, in five years, that one PT clinic was billing out over uh, $2 million a year in a town of 1,100 people. And, and you know, I, I kind of reflect back on that. <laughs> Again, starting out, a lot of it was just out of ignorance and, and a drive for a dream. But, I, I, you know, as I dig into that, what causes that growth? Because, you know, success leaves clues, right? And, and as you reflect back and you, you kind of dig into your experience, experience isn't the greatest teacher, but evaluated experience is, right? And as I look into that, I think what we did was we tried to be heavily engaged with the community, but every single person that we came in contact with, we tried to make that person feel special, right? Like we, we tried to treat that person as the next greatest thing, right? Like each person, we, we tried to really be intentional about adding value to them. And as I dig in, I think that is a key for us. And I work with real estate agents and I work with brokerages and, um, and, and I tell them, you know, every single person you come in contact with, that that receptionist that you talk to, that attorney that you talk to, I mean, that's an opportunity to turn an individual you come in contact with into a raving fan, you know, and, and that's how your business grows. That's how you set a foundation. And uh, so that, that's kind of part of that. And as we transitioned out, I knew I wanted to help leaders. I knew I wanted to help people build businesses and realize their dreams. So I was a fan of John Maxwell and uh, I love his values-based leadership and his application and just became a part of his team, dove in to being mentored and trained by him and his staff and uh, been absolutely incredible, right? And the growth I've seen in just a short period of time, I almost have to have a telescope to see how far I've come. But, um, you know, investing in your own growth is important as well to your business. So... I love that. That's that's important to share as well because again, so very applicable. Uh, you know, you, you if you go interview ten, you go find ten of the the highest producing real estate agents or real estate professionals. There's going to be a common theme with all ten of them, and all ten of them are probably coached. All ten of them probably have multiple coaches, and uh, you know they invest in themselves. They invest in their business. What would you say? You know, again, coming from an outsider looking in, I think that one of the biggest hurdles for just any uh, sales professional of any kind is, is, well, I can't afford it. You know, I can't afford coaching until I sell, sell some homes. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is, is they may not sell some homes or get to that level unless they take a chance and take that risk and invest in the right coaching. Uh, what would you say to someone that uh, kind of has that mindset? Yeah, I would say that growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow is going to be better, right? So um, we, we have three kids and our oldest son, he's in the third grade and I, I'm doing math homework with him, right? And uh, I, I'm doing this math homework and I was like, man, I remember learning this stuff in high school, right? And they're learning this stuff in, in third grade. And I share that with you because if you're not growing, it's not like you're standing still, you are getting left behind because things are constantly changing. And one of the things I knew about our business and when we were doing our physical therapy clinic is that my business would never exceed my ability to lead it, right? Like I was the lid on my business, but if I would grow, then the potential of my business would grow as well. And that is exactly what happened. 
I, I think in investing in yourself is the greatest investment you can make, especially uh, in, in the real estate world, right? It is investing in you because there's so many things, you know, I think a lot of people get into real estate. You and I were talking because you can control your schedule. Well, you've got to control your schedule, right? It's, it's very difficult once you become a solopreneur or out on your own. It, it's easy to get that schedule off track and taking that control uh, back is very important. I, I would say, um, you know, investing in, in yourself is one of the best things that you can do. And, and for me too, you know, I, I have a coach. I am a coach, but I have a coach, right? And uh, I mean, I enjoy uh, my coach because it, it's helped me grow. It's been well worth the investment. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and then again, it's something that, you know, I, I've always believed in that rule of five, you know, that it's, it's the old saying of you are the sum of the people that you spend the most time with. And it's usually five, right? Uh, so for me, I always, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm trading up, not because I'm got, I'm better than someone, but once I've gotten the value that I can get out of it, um, I'm always looking to just level it up another notch. And if I can surround myself and get you know, some guidance from people that are smarter than me and more successful than me and more experienced than me, I'm going to do it all day long. And the one common thread that I find with some of these people, and I'm talking, I'm fortunate. And, and I guess I'm fortunate because I make my fortune. But at the same token, I'm fortunate in the sense that I get to hang out with, you know, billionaires, um, and lots of millionaires and some billionaires. And it's like, I feel this big in those rooms, right? But it's what drives me and makes me better. And the one thing I'm constantly learning from these people is they're constantly learning. You know, it's like they're never at the pinnacle. They never reach the peak. They're always searching for more knowledge. And so how you kind of use your time as a real estate agent, because another thing you hear all the time with from real estate agents, or it's just sales professionals in general, same in mortgage, I'm so busy. Well, are you? You know, are you or are you actually fortunate to where you actually have more time? You don't have to clock in and clock out. You know, you can get up earlier in the morning. You can stay up later at night. You can do whatever the heck you want to do. It's how you use your time. So I, I don't know if you have anything to share with that. Yeah, man, that, that was great. I love what you said right there. Is And, and here's what I found, too. I, I'm with you, man. You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room, those kind of things. And you are the average of the top five people you hang around with. And what I found, and, and I you know, there are a lot of people that may be skeptical to that, right? But here's what I found is you don't know what you don't know, right? And as you start hanging out with people who are operating at a higher level of awareness, you start to become aware of what's possible. And when you operate at a higher level of awareness, you see opportunities and you see options that you never would have been aware of if you hadn't. So yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I think that's a great, great point there and uh, trying to find people that are next step up, you know, that's right. great. Yeah. Well, you know, and since we're on that topic and, you know, we're, we're all over the place here in a way, which I told you would be, was just usually the case on this podcast. We just take it down rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, but what would be your advice uh, to someone who's sitting there saying, well, you know, I'm in my circle, which is, which is, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood that I'm in because that's just kind of the way I was brought up. That's where I belong, right? And, and the people I spend time with are the people that are in the same income level as me because that's just where I belong. And, and that's just my comfort zone. How, how, do you, how do you train somebody? Because when you're talking to successful people, successful people think like you and I. 
like there is no barrier, right? You, you, you find, you seek it, you find it, you go get it. But I think there's, a, there's far fewer in that mentality. And there's a lot of people sitting there thinking to themselves, well, how do I get there? How do I approach that person? How do I even get an opportunity to approach that person? What would you say to something like that? Yeah, I would say uh, a couple of things. When, I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they think they have to leave those five, right? Like, you don't have to leave those five. It, you're not leaving them behind. You can still hang out with them, right? But, but you're trying to grow and, and be a part of other uh, higher level, right? What I've also found, you're talking about billionaires and, and high level people. I found they're, overall, they're nice people. And they've got a lot of ton of information that, they will give away for free if people will just ask. Right. And, and, you know, I, I found that they're very approachable. And um, I, the other thing that I would say too, is I think, uh, you know, we can either feed our fear or feed our faith or feed our fear. Right. And uh, people are afraid to cross that invisible line to go into the unknown because they like the comfort zone, which you're talking about. But here's the thing that comfort zone is not really comfortable. It's just familiar, right? We're familiar with it. And if we really assessed it, it's probably not that comfortable. And if we really want to take it up a notch, you're always going to have to constantly be doing and trying new things and, and meeting new people. And uh, generally, again, I found that most people are nice and most people freely open to give information and how they did what they did to get to where they are, you know? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, I think to summarize what Corey just said is, is don't be afraid to approach that person. So if you're at, you know, let's just assume we get back to networking events or even digitally, just reaching out to people on social media. People are so accessible, more so now than ever, that don't be afraid. So I know not everybody's going to feel comfortable doing that. And you brought up, a, you reminded me of a great quote or a great line that I love, which is comfort is the enemy of achievement. And it totally is. Like, if you're comfortable, you're not going to go anywhere. You're probably just going to stay stagnant. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is, we're talking to people who want more, who want to achieve more. And I think that's most of you. And, and if you do, well, then, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you shoot an email or a direct message or, you know, or, or comment on someone's post or approach them at an event, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? You just maybe get ignored and maybe you get told no, maybe no is no response. You know, that's the worst thing that's going to happen. But if you do that enough times and, and Corey, you're right surprisingly, those people are far more approachable than you actually realize. You're scared because of what's in your head, not for any other reason. It's just because you feel like they're on another level. Therefore, they won't talk to you. But that's not true at all because they all started where you are. And that's why most successful people, I always say most because there always are some, some a-holes out there. Um, but most, and I've found this, are super approachable and like, like not even approachable. Like they want to give back because somebody gave to them and now it's a reciprocal thing, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's get into some of, some of your, your topics. Um, and, and one of them is, you know, the mindset shifts of an influencer. Walk us to what, what is that even about? The mindset shifts of an influencer. And it even says you're the AK that the type of person others willfully follow. Yeah. So two, two things I want to ask there. One, what the heck are you talking about? Two, 
Why is it so important, especially in sales, to become an influencer? Yeah, well, you know, when I, when I think of influencer, we can go to my friend Google and you can type it in and you'll get a million definitions. And the way I define an influencer is becoming the type of person or becoming the type of leader that other people will fully follow because of who you are and what you represent, right? And, and that's what a leader is, is someone that other people want to follow. And it's important in sales, right? To, uh, you want people to want to buy from you, right? You don't want to be forcing them. And, and, and I think it's important. So what I found is there's some mindsets that limit us from becoming that. And one of them is a comparison mindset. We, we like to compare ourselves to other people right? We'll say, we'll get into the real estate world and we'll say, well, you know, I'm not like Jeff. Jeff's Jeff's awesome. I can't be like Jeff, right? Or at least I'm better than that Corey Lee guy. At least I'm not like him, right? You know, and we compare ourselves to other people. But Jeff, I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, "Um, Corey, when you get to heaven, you know, God isn't going to ask you why you weren't more like Mother Teresa, He's going to ask you, why you, why weren't you more like you? Why weren't you more like the Corey Lee I designed and created you to be? And, and I think that's one part of it, this comparison mindset. But the shift that we need to make is from comparing ourselves to other people and ourselves to our potential. And I think the bigger trap is we compare ourselves, right? You're talking about the comfort zone. We compare ourselves to our current results, right? We'll have this big idea, this inspired idea, this year, I'm going to do 15 million in real estate, right? Maybe you've only done five, right? And you get this inspired idea and you look at this idea and you look at your current results and you say, Ooh, man, I've never done that before, Jeff. I ain't never done that, right? That's too big. But let me ask you, if you're in your car or if you're in a room, is the room you're in, is that room big or small? And you think about that. And really the question is compared to what, right? If I compare my room to the bathroom downstairs, this room's kind of big. Mm -hmm. If I compare it to an arena, this room's kind of small, right? The room did not change. The height, the width, the dimensions, none of that changed. But what I compared it to changed. So when I, the room just is. The same with this inspired goal, this inspired idea. It's not big or small, it just is. And when we compare it to our current results and we say that doesn't match, it's not going to match. Right. Our current results are coming from our past performance and this inspired idea is coming from our future potential. So stop comparing ourselves to other people and our current results and and compare to our potential. And within that, I I think the question is people will look at the big how of it. Right. Like this is a big 15. I've never done that before. Well, what's at least one thing you can do? Right. What's at least one thing, you know, right now you've got a goal, you've got a vision. What's at least one thing you know you could do today? And if you did that today, that it would kick the can down the road, right? What's at least one thing you can do? And um, when I do kind of this training live with with people and a lot of times in real estate agents, I'll, I'll ask them, like, I want you to write down the five five things that you know that if you did these five things, that it would take you towards your goal, right? Day in and day out. And I challenge them, and I'll challenge you guys too, to write down five tasks you know that if you did those, it would take you to where you wanted to go. For the next 14 days in a row, I want you to do at least one of those. For 14 days in a row. And if you miss a day, you get the opportunity to start all the way back over, right? <laughs> but for 14 days in a row, do at least one of those. 
And there's a twofold reason to that, Jeff. And one is obviously it's going to take you to where you want to be, right? You're going to develop some habits, but you're going to become aware of the talking monkey in your head that's been holding you back this whole time. You're going to see the habits that are holding you back. You're going to become aware of the thing and the words and the sayings you are telling yourself that is holding you back in pretty probably every area of your life because how we do anything is how we do everything. So I, I just want to challenge your listeners to do that. And that's one of the mindset shifts and there, there's other ones, but I don't want to take up all of our time. But <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, let me ask yeah. you a question. So when you do that, what is, what is, uh, so some people might be sitting there thinking to themselves, well, I don't even know what to put on the list because I struggle with what I should be doing. So give us an example of something that you see that's pretty common, uh, but also pretty effective uh, in terms of that one, one of the five things they should be putting on their list and doing for the next two weeks. Yeah. So one of the things I would, I would tell you is take, let's take a step back. One, where do you want to go? Right. First getting clear on where you want to go. And I, I found that that is, that is the biggest issue uh, people have is they don't know what they want. If you can tell me what you want, I can help you get there. Right. But, but it's a hard question. So one, step number one is find out where you want to go. And then the things that you know, that would take you where do you want to be, right? Like call five people every day do some pop buys, go by, see this person this day, uh, follow up with this person, write a thank you note, five thank you notes a day, right? Those are just some things I've seen other people do, but, th- but there are some things that you know that, that work for you that you could do and, and you could take action on those and they would take you where you want to be. But another thing you'll find is if you just kind of mind dump, right? Like write a whole list down and pick out the top five that'll help too, because what people tend to do is they spend their time on things that are unimportant, right? And if you can write that list down and get clear on the most important things, you know, the the 80-20 rule, right? Mm -hmm. There's 20% of things that give you 80% of your results. If you can figure that out, uh, that'll help you as well. And and kind of sidetrack here, three questions I think are important to ask yourself that'll help you identify the areas that that you need to spend the time on and the task that you need to spend your time on because a lot of our tasks that that we do uh are irrelevant really so one is you write down all all the responsibilities you have all the things that you're supposed to do i'm supposed to call x amount of people i'm supposed to get paperwork done all this all this stuff right and ask yourself these three questions I call, they're called the three r's one what is required of me What's required of me? Like only I can do that. I cannot delegate it. I can't hire it out. But what's the thing that only I can do? And as a real estate agent, that's probably showing and closing, right? Maybe there's some paperwork that you, that's a responsibility, but it's maybe not required of you. Maybe it could be delegated or hired out. The next question is, what, what is the greatest return? What's my greatest return? And when I say that, what are you good at? Like, what are you really good at? Some of you are really good at negotiating. Some of you are really good at, um, you know, uh, showing houses. Some of you are really good at the admin type work. But what are you really good at? And spend your time there. And then the last one, what is most rewarding? Like, what do you like? There's, you got into real estate because uh, there was something about it that intrigued you. There's something you like about it. What is most uh, rewarding to you? What do you enjoy the most? So asking yourself those three questions and staying in those three uh, will, will help you as well. 
I love it, man. I love it. I think that's an, that's an excellent exercise right there. So everybody listening should pause, write that down, uh, you know, ask yourself the three questions, then do the brain dump, come up with those five things and challenge yourself. I love that by the way, cause I'm, I'm a fitness guy and uh, I actually have Facebook groups built around fitness challenges and things like that. And so we always have fun doing that. And what I've found is on a fitness and diet level is, is, and I'm, I know it applies in business is why I did it in the first place. When you do that with yourself, when you set up those challenges, you, A, you challenge yourself. We're, the way we're wired as humans is to, to accomplish that goal, right? But what, as a result of accomplishing that goal is you're creating habits. And you said it. I mean, that's, it's, it's exactly why you do it. I guess my question would be, is 14 days enough? Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's, you know, once you do something for 90 days, it becomes habit. What is, what is your thought on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I don't think 14 days is a is enough to develop a habit. I actually saw something the other day. You know, people say, um, what is it, 24 or 30 days to to develop a habit or or something like that. I think it's I think it's longer than that. If 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 if, if you're yeah. asking. And and what what I'd heard the researchers say is actually three cycles of that. You know, if it's 30 days, it's actually three cycles of that. But the point of the 14 days in a row is the in a row part, right? It, it is becoming aware of the habits that prevent you from taking action on what you know you should do and what you said you're committed to doing. That That's kind of the point is increasing that awareness. And when you do that, and when I work with people on this, is it's not about self-judgment either, right? It's about awareness. So if you do find, like me, I've done this multiple times, and about seven, day seven or eight, I fall off the wagon. I, but but I've identified the excuses that I tell myself that sound like legitimate excuses, but they're excuses, and that'll hold me back. And now I'm aware of that, right? But I, I was never aware of it until I did this exercise. So to answer your question, no, it, it's much more than 14 days, but that 14 days in a row is to gain awareness. So then what do you do when you get to that point where you fall off that wagon, that seventh or eighth day or day two? I mean, what did every, different people are going to have different results. What do you do? What is your advice to someone? Yeah, my advice is be kind to yourself. You know, you're going to have that that same talking monkey that held you back. That talking monkey, I call him Norm. <laughs> He's going to come up and say, ha, told you, you do it every time. See, I told you, you might as well not even try. See, and, and that talking monkey in your head is kind of like the bully on the playground, right? You, you, you got you to gotta step up to the bully on the playground and punch him in the nose when good time, right? <laughs> you got to stand up to him and say, you know, no, it's not going to happen this time. So, so my advice is to be kind to yourself. And it's not about self-judgment. It's not about that. It's not, see, I told you, you always do this. It's like, well, that, that may have been true. That may be a fact in the past, but the truth is I'm going to get back going today. Right? So it's all about awareness, not self-judgment. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And then you know what, maybe, maybe it'll take you 10 times to get to 14 days, but at least your rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat that. If nothing else, it's becoming that habit. You know, you start with two days and then you, you fall off the wagon, then you get to four and then you, you start over again. And I, I guess I, I love that. I love that more than just business because it does work uh, for those of you out there that say, I need to get in better shape. I want to run a 5k. I need to lose weight. I need to, you know, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, this works. Um, and so you can apply that across so many different areas of your life. Man, I fell off the wagon a bunch of times, right? <laughs> it was like five or six or seven times, right? So yeah, 
that kind of defines you though, right? I mean, how you overcome quote unquote failure. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a strong word, but hey, if you set a challenge and you didn't meet it, well, essentially you failed, right? So I guess that goes kind of back to don't beat yourself up too bad, but get back on, right? Just jump right back on. And uh, rather than rather than being defeated, crawling into a hole and giving up, keep pushing forward. I, I love it. I love it. So another thing that we talked about that I mentioned in your intro and that you that, that is kind of in your bio is talking about ways to become world famous, which is a bold <laughs> statement. And you and I talked about it before we went went uh, live here, uh, which is interesting because I think when when people hear that, I know what I thought, and you kind of corrected me, which was. You know, we talk about lab code agents all the time, become the digital mayor, become the digital celebrity. That's not what you mean by getting world famous necessarily. So why don't you explain what you mean and why that's relevant to real estate agents? Yeah, 100%. So, uh, <laughs> so let me, let me t- I guess, tell you where I got this from. So my wife and I, we we're going to fly out to Utah to run in a marathon out there, right? And uh, we, we got on a plane and you know how the... You know how the plane in front of you, or the chair in front of you, they've got the magazines, you know? And uh, so I pull out the magazine, I'm flipping through it, and I come to this page that says, top 10 world's greatest neurosurgeons. You know, and then you flip the page, like top 10 world's greatest orthopedic surgeons, right? And there's several pages like that. And we, we get off the plane, and then we go to this restaurant, and um, <laughs> the restaurant menu says, world famous chicken and waffles. And, uh, you know, we're, I apologize if any of you are out in Utah, but I, when I think of chicken and waffles, I don't think of Utah, you know, but, <laughs> um, but it said world famous and it may have been world famous, but, but it reminded me of a scene from um, Elf, you know, where he's walking down the street and he does the double take and it says world's greatest cup of coffee, right? But I was like, you know, you can say world famous, whatever. You can say world greatest, whatever. And there's not really any meaning to it. You know, I want to be world famous, but I want to be world famous in the eyes of the people that know me best. World famous in the eyes of the people I come in contact with day in and day out. World famous in the eyes of the clients and the and the coaching clients and the and the businesses that I work with day in and day out, right? I want to be world famous in their eyes. And it's really taken on the attitude of it's those closest to me who love and respect me the most. Right. And, and so kind of came up with five different ways to do that. One of them is uh, choose your attitude. Your attitude is your choice. And I, I think it's important. So I, I was working with a young real estate agent the other day and I asked him this question. I said, have you ever thought about being world famous? <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, I'm just a realtor. Right. And I said, well, you know, don't you think your clients at least deserve you to at least be striving to be world famous. And as long as you see yourself as just a realtor, that's all you ever be. But I think your clients deserve you to at least be striving. And one way is to choose your attitude, right? Your attitude is your choice. And we can't control the things people say to us or they say about us or the things they do to us. But attitude is one thing we can control. And one of our our oldest son, he came to me the other day and he was, he was mad, Jeff, he was mad. He was crying. Right. And he he was so mad, you know, you get so mad that that little bottom lip starts to quiver. Right. Mm -hmm. And his little bottom lip was quivering and asked him what was going on. And he said, Brady made me mad. And Brady's his three-year-old little brother. And, um, you know, I asked him what was going on. And basically Brady had said something that made him mad. And I said, Colton, if somebody else can make you mad, 
And if somebody else can make you sad or somebody else can make you glad, then you've been had. If somebody else can make you sad, mad, or glad, you've been had because what you've done is you've given somebody else power and control over the one thing you have control over, and that is your attitude. Your attitude is your choice, and you are far too valuable to be giving somebody else power over your attitude and your emotions. And it's the same with us, right? We're dealing with people. You're dealing with customers, and you've shown them 18 houses in the last day, right? And, and they're, they can't find anything. They're complaining about everything. And at that point, you have to choose your attitude. And your attitude is your choice, right? So that's one of the ways. And, and then being fully present. Uh, if you're going to add value to people, give them your time and your attention. And another one I'll kind of share with you real quick is exceeding expectations. So I'm, I'm here in North Mississippi. And there are, in, in a small town here, there are 500 agents. And that, as of right now, I think there are like 700 houses on the market. Think about that. 500 agents, 700 houses on the market. We, we've got a housing shortage. But you think about that. Yeah. yeah, right? And, and if there are 500 other agents, what is it about you that's going to separate you from everybody else? Like, what's your purple cow? How are you going to exceed the expectations of other people? Like, what's going to separate you? What's your differentiator? And um, anyway, they, so being world famous is really being world famous in the eyes of the people you serve day in and day out. And one of the quotes that kind of kind of is the opposite of this, you know, people say, don't ever meet your hero because you'll be disappointed. I don't ever want that to be said about me, you know, so that's kind of that. where it comes from, Jeff. I, I love that, man. And, and, and uh, I would love to take that one slight step further because, you know, everybody in the lab coat world knows Jeff as kind of a video influencer and a social media savant, if you will. Um, all just self-taught stuff, right? I have no, no formal training on any of this stuff. But like you just said, like that becoming quote unquote world famous, it's, it's, it's kind of almost cliche in a way, but not, right? Because, you know, it's just, it's like what we teach on social media. And, and I hate to go down this rabbit hole because I do a lot, but it, I'm passionate about it. But social media, like the way it now is set up and all of the platforms are so incredibly diluted, you know, that you need to stop worrying about, you know, what to post and just post more of it because the more you're seeing, the more consistent you are, the more you're going to play the algorithm game, the more you're going to show up on those people's feeds and the more you're going to be quote unquote world famous. And I share this with, with my audience all the time that there's not a week that goes by that somebody doesn't say, man, I see you everywhere or man, you don't know me, but I feel like I know you and things like that. And I think that goes back to this whole world famous quote, because it's deep, it's way deeper than just social media. Like you said, it's, it's, it's your attitude. It's positivity. It's do people want to be around you because you bring them up. It's like the founder of lab code agents, Tristan Ahumada. I know Corey, you don't know him, but man, that guy's infectious. Like everybody who knows him that doesn't really know him, they just know him from social media, just knows that anything, anytime they see Tristan, it's just like, he just lifts me up. He makes me feel good about myself. He's kind and he's a giver. And it's such a great example of what you should be in your business to be world famous just by being like that, just by having the right attitude, just by delivering 
you know, a, a first class experience, even when the experience sucks, because sometimes we can't control it. You know, sometimes uh, the lender drops the ball or sometimes there's just issues with a property or there's issues with a seller or a buyer, right? There's something you just can't control, but that doesn't mean you can't deliver a first class experience. You can't over communicate and you can't calm them down and you can't deliver a positive attitude. I love, I love what you said there and I hate to run with it, Corey, but it's, 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 it's so applicable and, um, and it's awesome. I'm really glad that uh, you shared that with us. Well, if, yeah, two, two things on, on that, if it's all good. Man, I love what you said about your passion, right? And, and that, that's another one. I, like a, I've got my shirt on here, a world-famous shirt, but uh, that's another one is find your passion, right? It, it, man, people of passion stand out, right? I, I mean, you, you look around the world and there are people with this uh, sourpuss look on their face, right? And the fuddy-duddy look, you know, and, but people of passion, like you were talking about Tristan, they lift people up. John Maxwell talks about the elevator principle. There are people who can lift you up. You can be an elevator who lifts people up or you can take people down, right? Yeah. Which, which one do you want to be? And on the, on the other note right there, you know, you can't control what the mortgage company is going to do. You can't control if somebody uh, backs out of the deal. We've had that happen to us and it's frustrating, right? And here's what I have to remind myself of is I can't be attached to the outcome. I have to be attached to my participation. That's the only thing I can control. I can't control the outcome. So I'm not attached to that, but I am attached to my participation. And uh, I, I love what you said right there, Jeff. That's good. good well, stuff. you know what? You're bringing it out in me. So, you know, it's just, hey, <laughs> I'm a passionate person in general, but, you know, with, with sometimes you just have good conversations with good people. And clearly you're one of those people and you bring that out in people. And I think that's, that's important. And that's a great segue uh, to our audience to say, you know, Corey, if they love what they've heard today and they want more from you, how do they find you? How can they follow you? How can they learn from you? Yeah, see, <clears throat> so Jeff, I'm a, I'm a cookies on the bottom chef kind of guy, right? We, we got to keep it simple for me. So what I've done is I actually created a, um, a webpage for your listeners there and they can go to CoreyLeeLeadership.com and it, Corey is C-O-R-Y. So CoreyLeeLeadership.com slash labcoat. And on there, I mean, I, I, I'm on all the social media sites. It's got the little buttons there. You can click that and those kind of things. But uh, I've also got some information on um, a program we've designed for male entrepreneurs to grow their business. And then I've got two gifts I want to give you guys. So one of them is a, uh, it's a personal assessment, right? You can go to that website and you can download that. It's just some questions to really to see how balanced your life is, not just your business, but your life. And then the other one is a spousal survey. It's a spousal survey. So for you, for, for any of you that are married, uh, it's got some questions on there. You can download it. You give it to your spouse. You let them fill it out. And it's designed to create and facilitate good communications because I'll be honest with you too. One of the things that I'm passionate about is I believe this world needs leaders who operate from a pure heart, from a, a, a pure you know, pure motives to operate at a high level, to be pursuing high levels of leadership. But I also think this world needs the family unit. And part of that comes back to having good communication. And uh, anyway, that spousal survey is on there. Um, <laughs> should have some great communication with that. So that, that's for your listeners. They can go down, download that if they want to at CoreyLeeLeadership.com slash LabCoat. Is it, so. is, it, is it dash or forward slash? Uh, forward slash. Yes. Sorry. And is it lab coat or lab coats? Lab coat. 
Coach with no uh, S, not plural. Yeah, no S, plural. So, uh, Sorry. Corey Lee Leadership. Corey is just C-O-R-Y-L-E-E leadership.com forward slash lab coat. This is pretty cool, Corey. I'm going to have to go check that out because, you know, Lord knows we all could use improvement in our relationship world. Um, I don't care who you are. And if you're not in a relationship, maybe it could help you find one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but dude, this has been fantastic. So is there any, any, any parting words or parting thoughts that you want to share with our audience? Yeah, man. I, Jeff, man, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And my, my goal is I hope this has added value to you. And uh, I, I, one last thing I, I guess I would say is that anytime you're doing anything, you're trading your life away, right? So as you're listening to this podcast, you're literally trading your life to be here. And I know Jeff hopes the same thing, that this has been a worthy trade of your time. And uh, be intentional with your time is the last thing I would say. Yeah. I love it, man. Absolutely. Or do like me. And, and when I listen to podcasts or listen to, to, to education, it's when I'm working out. So it's a good trade because it's like, all right, I need to listen to a podcast, but I don't like to just do it just without, you know, with just normal time, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to go for whatever. I'm going to go work out in the gym or, or if I'm, you know, driving or I'm traveling, you listen to them then be intentional uh, with, with your time as well. So Corey, this has been fantastic. I appreciate it. One more time. It's Corey Lee leadership.com forward slash lab coat. He's got a couple of, of fun little free, uh, I guess, gifts we could call them, but also, uh, you know, like, is something that you're going to gain something from. So, Corey, I really appreciate you doing that for our audience. I appreciate you being on today. This has been fantastic. Are you on, I guess you're on the Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all those platforms? On all of them. Yes, sir. Every awesome. one of them. Awesome. Corey Lee. Corey Lee. Awesome. Well, this has been great, Corey. I really appreciate you. This has been fun and, and great to hang out. Uh, I, I hope your Cubs do not have a good season, <laughs> a good partial season as, as, it, as it may. And, um, and it's, it's been great to connect and hopefully we can stay in touch. Thanks, Jeff. I've really enjoyed it, man. Take care, brother. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Agents Podcasts.